It's 3 o'clock on the Blitz 1170, and that means it's time for the show with Pop and Colby. I start looking around. I'm like, who wants some of this? I would think you would have a little bit more self-awareness. Yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> Although that might have just ended any and all <laughs> I chances just, of I just killed happened. it. Scott File is alongside trying to keep them on time. It's technically a sports show, but that's debatable. What? Like, you just deserve to not yeah. have penalties Wait. called against you because you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Well, while Dan Cooper looks at Rico Dowdle's appendage. Daddy! Oh, look at that! Look at this, look at that! What did you say Candace Bergeron looked like? Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like Peter Weller in the suit. We just want to have fun. Real talk. I'll never call my bits little again. <laughs> I've never tasted a peacock. My wife's a, a horse person. Blasting their way across Oklahoma. It's the show with Pop and Colby on the Blitz 1170. How young is too young to have your prostate checked? All right, give me the call letters again. Uh, KTSB, the Blitz 1170. KTSB at the plate and whammy! The Blitz 1170, you betcha. Happy Friday, everyone. We've made it to the end of another week here on the show via the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. I am Colby Daniels. Along with the 2023 Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year, Jeremy Poplin. Scott File is on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. I would imagine Pop is still taking his victory lap from last <laughs> night. No. While I am watching the human equivalent of a rocket ship <laughs> run 40-yard dashes at the NFL Combine. Gentlemen, happy Friday. What's happening? What's uh, the latest up in Combine land? I've been doing some, um, how do you refer to it? Uh, I almost said custodial. Trust me, I'm not doing custodial work. Uh, mainly like office work uh, throughout the course of the afternoon. So I have my attention has not been as locked in on the NFL draft as, excuse me, NFL Combine as I would like. I did see, though, that we've had some blazing numbers. We had a... Clemson product running the four twos, and then didn't we have like a four three three? I think a little bit earlier as well. So, ah, my man Scott's got the remote. We're we're fixing oh, to yeah. flip it to oh, the yeah. NFL Network in here. We have nine, I believe, sub four fours. What? So far. nine, nine. Good lord! Nine different players sub four four. You know what's crazy about the combine is that every year we're like. Can this group of guys top the previous group? And it seems like every year we start ratcheting those numbers up a little bit to now we're to we're at nine. When's the last time that we've had nine, or is this the first time ever in one position group? I mean, I'm sure that I, I, I don't remember from year to year what the numbers look like, but I know there were a ton of four threes last year as well so i know these guys are supposed to run fast i guess i just i always get amazed when we're watching dudes like yesterday and then when we get to the uh, defensive tackles and stuff and and to see what numbers they put up like chop rob chop doing what he did yesterday i mean come on get out of here dallas turner yes dallas turner as well absolute freak jumping 40 and a half inches on his vert what 10 7 broad yeah come on 
Humans Even aren't supposed to do that. Even the maybe don't have blazing fast times just to see how big they are and how fluidly they run that 40-yard dash is is impressive for some guys, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the time is irrelevant, but just to see what type of athlete they are, putting that together is is really impressive for some of those guys that you just think, how on earth is that guy moving like that? Kind of makes you uh, feel like the sack of nothing that you are. <laughs> what do you think? When you watch someone that does this, and you're like, "Oh, you remember that?" Uh, it was like a few months ago. I think we had it, it was going around social media, and it was like, "When was that moment that you realized that you weren't going to go pro?" And there were so many oh, people yeah. talking about oh, yeah. the moments where they realized that they weren't. Like I, I watch all of this stuff, and I'm like, I never had an ounce of any of this ability in me, ever, ever. And I like to think that, you know, maybe, just maybe, I could have played college basketball in the 40s. <laughs> you know, like, post right, yeah, yeah. some people up in the 40s, I would have been, I, I, damn right, I would have been really good. 1937, watch out. I would have been a menace on the floor. But uh, anytime after that, I think that's pretty much over and done with. I mean, obviously, the way that, that athletes, you know, just, I think, year-round pay attention to the way they work out right and what they eat like it's it's it just on uh, that part on its own is going to breed a better version of athlete than we've ever had on top of the fact that getting ready for the combine you know 20 years ago you didn't have these like you would go i think get ready for the combine but it's it's so specialized now in terms of just maximizing what your 40 yard dash looks like, right? Like these guys are now specialists in running the 40 yard dash as opposed to being just a football player. That's going to run 40 yards. Well, everything's changed. And it's funny that you bring up them focusing on what, what they do now with their bodies. I appreciate y'all for what you've done. Your body's still real to me. Damn it. Is the NFLPA survey that came out last year was year one. And some of the negative aspects on that was like the Cardinals charging guys for food. If you wanted to eat lunch in the Cardinals facility, you had to swipe a credit card in order to get your nutrition from the team. Well, they changed that this year. The Cardinals did where you didn't have to buy lunch anymore. And a lot of the elements on the PA NFLPA survey was about the training room and the training table and the cafeteria and the food that they served and what quality that it was. And it's, it's as recently as the early 90s, because I heard a former Cowboys player whose comments on the NFLPA stuff was, hey, man, we would roll to practice out at, like, Valley Ranch. And he goes, do you know what my lunch was before I would go to practice? It's like I'd stop by Taco Bell, and I'd eat Taco Bell in the car, or guys would bring Taco Bell to the sidelines before before Jimmy showed up, and we'd, we'd like, slam burgers and tacos and everything else and then we'd go and 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 go through practice he's like we didn't have any of this so even that element of it has changed and imagine if you're in the biggest and i think that you would agree the combine is still one of the biggest interviews that you could have in an athlete that plays football's life so in prepping for that, you're going to be hyper-focused on everything that you're doing for this moment. Because this is the difference in some guys yeah. between a significant portion of their first contract. 
I, I always hear people talking about the combine and they say, you know, when you hear that comment of like, well, that, you know, what you do at the combine doesn't, doesn't mean you're a good or bad football player. And that's, that's right. But the reality is none of these guys are bad football players. No, right? they're not. But it's such a fine line, I think, for, for teams evaluating some of these players and, and, you know, certain position groups that while the 40-yard dash might not matter in terms of football, right, and some of these other drills might not matter in terms of, like, football, it just it, – it's a gauge for what your overall athletic ability is. And if you feel like you are torn between – you know, a couple of players at a certain position, like the guy that maybe performed better athletically probably gives you the feeling that, that he might have a little bit more upside, right? So, you know, I, I don't subscribe to the fact that if you perform poorly at the combine, you're a bad football player or vice versa, right? You could be Mike Mamula at the combine and and not <laughs> do anything ultimately at the NFL level. But in right. terms of decision-making and the draft and the dollar amounts in terms of where you get drafted, this this matters a lot to these guys, and a lot of money will be made or lost over the course of this weekend. I love the random references that you never know you're going to drop, and I, today I did not think that I would hear Mike Mamula, so thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> I love you're it. Welcome. These DBs, though, are flying. The The Clemson... DB that you mentioned, Wiggins went four two nine. Oh, Nate went crazy. I mean, my gosh, four two nine. Uh, who was the? Oh, Richardson from Mississippi State at six two one ninety went four three four. And then the the kid that everyone loves out of Toledo, Quinion Mitchell. Who? Let's see, what did he measure today? Six foot one ninety five went four three three. That'll work. That dog will hunt with that kid. That kid's a really good interview, too. I heard him yeah. earlier today with some stuff. Yeah, yeah so those, have those they, guys are freaks, though. Have they changed the process? So, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they do all of the medicals and check and checks, uh, height, weight, everything else, measurements, and then do bench press tests before? So, they've moved bench press tests to after they're done with on field drills now. Did you see that? I hadn't seen that, but that makes sense. I mean, I don't know why you would want to lift before you go do on-field stuff. So, like today, for instance, like Jared Verse, who was an absolute monster yesterday. Oh, he, he looks great. He did his bench press test today and put up 31 reps of 225. He's a monster. <laughs> like, come on. That's that that yeah. seems like a lot. That seems like you're strong. Yeah. Thirty one times. <laughs> Thirty one times. He did not struggle, dude, until he got to like twenty four. That was the yeah. first like moment of wobble that I saw in his arms. I was like he's just a machine. Yeah. By the way, props to you guys too with the Cowboys. Glad you got that uh, option worked out for Trey Lance. So. Yeah, man. I mean, future Super Bowl winning quarterback of the Cowboys. That's gotta, right. Got to take care of your guy. That, that's right. Right before you take care of your guy and Dak Prescott. <laughs> right before you, you pay his, his mentor, right, to continue teaching him what not to do so that when he gets the, the, the job, 
you know, Dak's already shown him exactly where to not go and what passes to not make. And, you know, he, he already knows all the bad side and he can just go flourish. Yeah. I, uh, I can't wait until it officially happens <laughs> to see the recourse on what a Dak Prescott extension of like three years, $180 million dollars looks like. It's going to be full meltdown. People are going to lose their minds. When they see three-year, $180 million or close to it, they're going to be like, are you bleeping kidding me? I mean, it's that or let him play on a contract that I think warrants $60 million against your cap this year. It does. So, I mean, if you want to win, you got to kick that money down the road. Like, who cares how much he's getting, right? Like, you're not paying it. Nope. You just don't want it impacting the cap to the point that you can't do anything else roster-wise. That's right. Don't handcuff yourself. I've never understood why people care what somebody makes if it doesn't impact the the you know team situation. Like, I, I get it if you sign somebody and there's no way around like people it, are nosy destroying your salary cap people are nosy and the one thing that i've always felt like is we love 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 to hear not only what you make but then we also love to tell you what you should be doing with it and what you shouldn't be doing with that's it that's right that's just part of americana and that when you donate a certain amount you should be donating more right just like that's, taylor that's swift one of my favorites 100k <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing? What a trash human being. Yeah. She said anything about Toby yet? <laughs> she just donated $100,000. Oh, man. Because if you had the money, would you also be willing to match all of that? Do you know how much those people get hit up for just donations all the time? I can't even imagine. And odds are that's probably yeah that's not the only place that she's probably absolutely not sending money in terms of a a charity type way. Just like T Boone, everyone's very well aware with the money that he donated to Oklahoma State, but he was also donating a ton of money to like UT Dallas. Like there's a there's a ton of places where the money went to. Yeah, all the time. You know what I don't miss from the combine? Seeing Deion Sanders' face the entire time the DBs are running. It got a little old, didn't it? It did. It, it, like, it was fine in the early stages of that, but... Deion's always looking at the, uh, at the athletes through his own lens. <laughs> like, you can't yeah. really do that, man. By the way, Mike Epps and his new comedy special, speaking of Deion, on uh, Netflix. You guys should check it out because he does a Deion impression, and it is hilarious. Yeah, I've seen that, and I haven't... Uh, You've I, seen the impression that he does? No, I've seen oh, the, okay. yeah. the special on Netflix, but I haven't... He does one, and, and the basic joke is, is like, man, Prime can't be out here doing Prime stuff with that old club foot, old hobble foot. And he does like a version of his dance that looks like he's doing it with a hobble. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. My son is, is so aware of... What is being said on things that we are watching, even when he's completely doing something oh. else, that we've just gotten to the point that we have to be very careful about. I know it. It's it's wild. He can be playing his switch in the in the next room, 
and we can try talking to him 20 different times and he won't respond once. The first time that something is said on television that probably shouldn't be repeated from him, he's like, what does this mean? What? what? Yeah. How did you hear that? I know. I know. I, um, <laughs> I'm not the best parent in the world at all. And I don't know how this happened, but my daughter has uh, constantly been saying, uh, Daddy, I want to hear the Jelly Roll song. And I'm like, first of all, where the <laughs> hell did you hear that? You didn't hear it in my car. Like that, so that has to be coming from your mother's car as you're listening to pop music driving around like home because that song, Need a Favor, is everywhere. If you haven't heard it, it's that... I only talk to God when I need a favor. And it came on the other day, and I immediately turned it off. And it caused quite the scene in the backseat. It's a beating. It is a beating. So the next time that it came on, I didn't feel like dealing with it. Because when we drive around town, I usually flip it on something that everyone's agreeable with. It's not like I'm listening to, I don't know, Slayer while while she's in the car or anything like that. So... Uh, and I can't listen to uh, talk formats, whether that be a podcast that I like or sports, because I just get complaints. I'm like, all right, we'll just listen to something agreeable. So in terms of what you just mentioned, yes, we are trying to watch everything that's on around her because she just either parrots it or asks, what does that mean? The other day, that stupid song comes on and just out of nowhere, she knows the lyrics like she's heard it a thousand times. And I still don't know how she's known it this much. But the third line in that song is, so who the hell am I? Who the hell am I to expect a savior? And she's just belting it out at the top of her lungs in the back seat. I hear this little girl voice be like, who the hell am I? And who the hell am I? And I just turn and look at her and I'm like, where did you learn that? and it only is just listening it to it from in the car with her with her mom. Yeah. Yeah, God, she's gonna go to school and sing that. I'm gonna get a call. I just don't feel like dealing with it. <laughs> don't really want to deal with it at all. And over and and the the tone of that song is probably not one for where she attends school either. So. Well, I was about to say, here's what will happen: is she will sing that at school, and she'll teach it to one of her friends. Oh, and then no. one of her friends will be at home singing it, and her parents will be like, what? Where did you hear that? I know. My friend told me, who's your friend? And yes. then you end up getting the phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and she's already learning other things already from other little kids. I'll have to tell you during the break about a question that we got asked that I will not put out over the air <laughs> this past weekend. Oh, no. Yeah, fun times. Oh, that's that's like the day that I will have the Snickers want to get away moment mm-hmm. when I get asked a question like that. So-and-so told and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, this one wasn't like I'm just petrified by it. Those are coming. But this one was a little bit uh, like. Mm, like you, still like you're not ready for yeah, that where'd type you, thing. Where'd you yeah. pick up on that one at? Yeah, they uh, that you know somebody still I think has the opportunity to make a bunch of money by writing the handbook for this thing called parenting. <laughs> Do you want to try to co-write so, it? <laughs> absolutely not. 
Come on, man. I mean, I, le- I guess unless like I want to become a con man, then yeah, I can. Yeah, I mean, true. I can. But I, I, I don't know how much I'm contributing to that whole thing in terms of actually helping anyone. So. By the way, Rich Eisen just tweeted: Nate Wiggins' official forty time is a four two eight. Oh, so it's none of this, faster. So none of this unofficial stuff. It's faster, it's faster than the. Holy cow! And he popped his hamstring pop. Oh my god! He's done for the day. He's got it wrapped in ice. He he pulled up at the end of it. Yeah, but dude, if I ran that, I'd be done for the day. Period. I wouldn't have to even pop a hammy. I'd be like, all right, see you guys later. I'll see you at the draft. See right? ya. See ya. Next time you see me, I'll be in a suit that costs more than anything I've ever had in my life. See you at the end of April <laughs> in the green room. What? You want me to do what? You want me? To, you still want me eight. to try to do reps on the bench? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm on the phone with the agent trying to change my uh, flight schedule already out of Indy. Can we change that to I mean, this that's afternoon? That's one of those, you like cross the finish line and you look up and you see what your time is. You don't even stop running, right? You run right through the tunnel, out the building, and head straight for the airport. Get out of town. The work is done. You have nothing else to prove. Oh, but you'll probably get asked a question. Why don't you like to compete? <laughs> So are you ready for those questions? Because I mean, the, look, I, I love players that want to compete, but I know there's, there's also we, business. Decisions. We, we, we tend to go a tad bit overboard. And by we, I mean the general yeah. media when it comes to questions asked to some of these guys, like right off the bat. Did you the, the first question to Caleb Williams? Did you hear it? No. Here, Scott, let's bring this up. I hope there's not a bomb in this. Surely there's not. This is Caleb walking to the podium. He coughs. Morning, kid. Caleb, are you afraid morning, to compete? Everybody. Are you afraid to compete? How do you respond to people saying that you're worried to be compared side by side with your peers in medicals, measurements, and workouts? Are you afraid to be measured against those guys one on one? Is that why you're not doing things? No, uh, <laughs> not doing things. Uh, it was a decision by me and my team, my family, um, and it comes down to that. <laughs> Dude. Very first oh, one, wow. like screaming. And that guy was so proud of himself to be able to get that out loudly. Just over the top of everyone. I'm I'm surprised that guy didn't give his affiliate name and affiliation before he asked that question. Oh, that would have been even better. Caleb, Caleb, Jeremy Poplin, KTSB, Tulsa. Are you afraid to compete? Everyone around here says that you're a baby and you don't want to compete. Thoughts? I have a podcast. I have a podcast, yeah. God. NFL Draft Bust Podcast dot com. Check Caleb, out Caleb. Check out why my, are you afraid? my blog spot too. Caleb, why are you afraid? Yeah, I, I you know, I think that if you can ever put yourself in the shoes of like say you were that person's parent. What would you want them to do? What would you tell them to do? What do you think would be the smart business decision? There are many times that I, I, if you look at it through that perspective, more often than not, you're making the same decision they're making. And look, I I don't count against it. Like, I don't, I don't say like, oh, this guy's not a competitor. Do I, do I look at somebody that chooses to compete and, and say like, yes, that's awesome. I love that. Of course. But it's not a negative if you don't, I guess for me. I'm with you. Depending on who you are. You know, if you're somebody that's 
not going to be drafted and you choose not to compete, then that's of course. Just, that just makes you an idiot. It's Caleb is in a position that so many people <laughs> right. are in, in various forms of, of business or other walks of life, to where they have, through through competition, okay, let's, let's just throw that out there. Why is Caleb Williams considered a foregone conclusion at number one? Why? Because he competed... To the highest standard in college football, where he had a trophy that tells him so and has competed and put himself in the position now to have a business decision in front of him. So this whole afraid to compete thing. And the guy that's asking the question knows that, one, right off the bat, you never know what type of answer you're going to get. And I, I've already saw people that said, I don't like that answer from Caleb. Like, uh, there's about an 80% chance, no matter what he says, someone's going to come back and be like, I hate that response that he got. Well, how about dumb questions? Can we now focus more of that on, really, bro, right out of the box? You're just going to scream that at him? Okay. If you're Caleb Williams' dad, you you having him throw? No. Why? No. There's not a single person that thinks that he is not going number one overall. Yes. If, there, if There's no reason to do, like, what do you gain to go? If the destination like, is, is already. Is there some super secret draft pick that, that ultimately takes place before the draft starts and you can move up higher to maybe get, like, no, there's not. You're already at the top. If the destination is already determined and we already know it's all going to be Chicago, the only thing that he needs to be focused on is getting himself primed and ready to compete and do whatever they want in Chicago. That's all right. That's it. Make sure you're healthy. All that good stuff. Yeah, it's wild, man. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> that audio. <laughs> I want to hear it one more time. I... <laughs> just get ready to call. Caleb, are you afraid morning, to compete? Everybody. Are you afraid to compete? How do you respond? He doesn't even let him say good morning, everyone, before he's screaming at him. People say that you're worried to be compared side by side with your peers in medicals, measurements, and workouts. Are you afraid to be measured against this guy one on one? Is that why you're not doing things? No. Uh... <laughs> no. No. Uh, I wish he would have just piped it off at no. No. I I want to know more about this guy asking the question. Oh uh, yeah, I got to find out who this yeah. is. All right, we've got to take a timeout. We've got a lot to get to today, getting ready for a big weekend that includes college hoops. I found him. The NFL Combine. By the way, Formula One is back this weekend. There's so much happening. Major League Baseball pre uh, spring training. Like I'm, uh, my head is on a swivel in terms of all the sports stuff I'm paying attention to. All right, um, media guy from the Combine. On the other side of the break, you're listening to the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.